watch and I don't know what to watch Show I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Oh I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Hello everyone and welcome to The Preview where we talk about the month ahead in film and television. I'm Marissa Cantor and with me as always are Sam Chung and Jermaine Fletcher. Hello, it is good to be back. Sorry, I got caught up with a article about woke teenagers reviewing movies from when we were growing up. So they like reviewed American Pie and Clueless oh, and and uh, bring it on. And they're just like talking about how bad these movies, inappropriate these movies were. And I'm just like, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, we know this though. Like, do we really need a woke teenager to be the person? Like, we can reflect ourselves. We don't need you teenagers. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, so my apologies. I'm excited to be here. Jermaine, you, uh, well, actually, I don't know if we should start with this, but uh, recently this past week, we started talking about How I Met Your Father again. How I Met Your Father has returned. So we've re- recapped episode 201 so far. 202 will come out this week. It was not as, as bad as I remembered it. I thought this season two premiere was actually like, okay, I'm back in it now. I agree. I believe I texted you. <laughs> How I Met Your Father is so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> not a Those fan. Those are my exact words. Yes. I find it chaotic. It is very for chaotic. For no apparent reason. And I guess, like, if you're sticking to the original format of How I Met Your Father, you know, How I Met Your Mother, makes sense, but it's just all over the place. And watching the season two premiere, I think the biggest issue is they have a lot of fat and they need to trim the fat. Like, there are too many people that don't need to be there. Like, the sister doesn't need to be there. The wife comes and goes, so she's fine, whatever. Uh, Josh Peck can go. The wife? Um, Who's the wife? Well, Sid's married. Like Hannah? Oh, the wife. Oh, yeah, okay. The wife. <laughs> the Recent wife. developed new I, wife, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, just find, I just think they have a lot of fat, and they can trim yeah. the fat down, because there's too many people who are just uninterested that you don't need to keep up with. Fair enough. Jermaine, did you have a chance to watch that 90s show? No, because I was never a big fan of that 70s show. I've seen episodes of that 70s show, and then... There was a, that 80 show that starred, uh, how do you say her name, Kyra Lee, who played Lexi Grand Grey's Anatomy. And that lasted one season. And I don't anticipate that 90 show lasted more than one season. So I'm not going to get invested. Um, I mean, I think that it could last more. It is like the number one show on Netflix. So a lot of people are checking Every it out. Every show on Netflix is the <laughs> number one show on Netflix. Uh, I watched, we, or we watched the, the first episode and I liked seeing all the old characters, but I felt like the new kids, I, I wasn't really resonating with any of them right away. I think the only character who was doing it for me is I do think the casting of Ashton Kutcher's kid was good. The Jay Kelso character yeah. was, was giving Kelso. Um, but other than that, no one really, no one else really stood out to me i didn't find it particularly funny wait you want your comedies to be funny (laughs) (laughs) yes what jermaine how uh what did you watch in in january my january got derailed because of poor life choices i started 
watch it. So let me set let me set the scene. Okay. My husband and I have canceled our wedding, which by the way, you would have been invited to, both of you. Oh no. We canceled the wedding just because we're married. What's the point? You understand. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So he went away for a weekend to visit his mom and I was home by myself. And I was like, oh, it's just so peaceful, quiet, no disrespect to him because I love him. And I wanted something to watch that was just light and chill. And instead of going to watch all the things that I was supposed to watch that we talked about, I started watching Only Murders in the Building. (laughs) And I love it. And I don't have the time to binge it, so I'm just like, every time I have a free moment, I find myself watching Only Murders in the Building, and I really, really enjoyed it. So I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted to in January. I think the only movie I saw was Megan, which is psychotic. (laughs) Um, I think Allison Williams' character needs to be in prison. (laughs) <laughs> for there are two charges of like involuntary manslaughter, which is the first two murders that Megan committed. Then there's two attempt to I would say second degree murder for the second two murders. Child about child endangerment charges for that. I'm gonna throw something for the dog because the dog deserved justice too. And I just it's a psychotic movie, and I thought it was fun, but it was you know. So I didn't get to get through a lot of January as I had wanted to. And I blame Only Murders in the Building for that. I mean, there's worse things you could have watched than Only Murders in the Building. Only Murders in the Building is a great show. And, and as soon as I started watching it, they announced that Meryl Streep is going to join the cast. And yeah, I'm like, I saw oh, that. amazing. Yeah. But is Meryl Streep joining a cast like The Kiss of Death? Like, she joined the cast of Big Little Lies for season two. And then- <laughs> no, Big Little Lies season two was a kiss of that for Big Little Lies. It did not need a season two. Um, no, I watched The Last of Us on HBO. It's my new Sunday night show. It makes my skin crawl. <laughs> To be quite honest, I don't know if you've watched it. So we watched the pilot yesterday. Yesterday, and I never thought Mushroom Zombie would be in my vocabulary, but now it is. <laughs> It is. And my husband's mom, like, you know, without in Connecticut, lots of land space. They're like wild mushrooms growing out there. I'm going to take care of that. <laughs> I'm going to square up on that the next time I go out there because that is, but it, it really makes my skin crawl. But I'm watching it. Velma is interesting. Um, there's a lot of discourse that Mindy, Mindy Kalin apparently hates brown girls. And I'm like, I don't get that, but okay. Yeah, we haven't checked out Velma yet, but I have seen that discourse and how she basically writes the same. They're all self-insert characters for herself, which is interesting. I I have been someone who has been very like pro Mindy Kalen content. Like I very much enjoy what she puts out. So I'm not going to judge Velma without watching it for myself. I don't think it was about Velma. I think... I think it's like all of her work they were critiquing, and I was yeah, like, just I've like not how every single thing as yeah. a whole, it's always the same. The Indian girl is always the same, right? And is often yeah. is always paired with a white man. A lot to unpack in terms of mm-hmm. the like cultural implications of what she's doing. I still want to check out Velma, though. Yeah, it's just been. I mean, I think considering how busy we were in January, we actually got through a lot of content. We did. Shall I go through the list? Sure. All right, the TV list. Paul T. Goldman. Uh, We're a couple episodes behind, but I thought the first three episodes were amazing. The this story, I I don't believe that it's true, 
but I guess I'll see when we when we get through it all. The traders, I mean, great. What what more is there to say? Like, loved seeing some of my favorite reality stars back on my screen again. Uh, Breakpoint, I've been enjoying. I'm about two episodes into that, but anything tennis, I'm in. Pressure Cooker, I thought actually Excellent. one of the best like new reality competition shows that I've seen in a very long time. The Climb, I wouldn't give it quite as high praise. You know, I feel like we've watched two episodes now and like, I get it. You're all climbing the same, <laughs> the same mountain. I don't know. And Jason Momoa was not even in it. So what I'm, is that? I'm <gasps> enjoying it. I do think there's some He's like in it. false advertising. <laughs> Basically, Jason Momoa at, up to the point we're at, he, he did the intro package. He goes and scouts the locations. But then when the players are actually there doing the climbs, he's not there. That's not there, in my opinion. Like, that's not, like, if, it, you were, if you're, like, the host, you should be there, like, comment, like giving commentary. Yeah. Like, if they, and also, I don't like how sanctimonious it is. They're like, oh, you should have given your best effort. Like, no, if you pass the person in last, that's all you needed to do, in my opinion. Yeah, like, like in the first episode, there's this. Play the long game. There's. Um, a climb that they're doing. They're free soloing over water. So when they fall, they fall into the ocean. It starts to rain. And then there is one guy who's like, oh, I got past the point where I'm safe. I don't want to potentially slip and land in the ocean on my back. So I'm just going to jump off. And they gave him so much crap for jumping <laughs> off and not doing his best. It's so That stupid. was annoying. That's annoying. Yeah. And now watch, he's going to like hurt himself and have to leave. We also checked out the first episode of Extraordinary. Oh, we did. Which wasn't giving what I wanted it to give, unfortunately. Really? I saw right up that the the overall series was pretty good. Okay. Marissa was turned off by the fact that I think in the first episode, uh, one of the, one of the girl's superpowers is that she can kind of like dead people can talk through her. So she ends up like pulling up Hitler so that they can just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So that they can berate him. It's kind of weird. It was really cringy. Um, it kind of took me out of it. Yeah, but and it just wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be. Like again, why do you think that your comedy should be funny? That's <laughs> this is twenty twenty three. Comedies are not funny anymore. They're just you sad. have to just like. <laughs> that is true. They're not funny, and because even like as a huge Abbott Elementary fan, I'm like, this show is not as funny as people think it is it's good but it's not laugh out loud funny yeah there was a there was a point and i don't know when this point was but some somewhere along the line like the line between funny and social commentary like that scale got tipped a little bit and i don't know when it was i will say though that there was one line in abbott elementary that made me laugh so hard it was like gregory and his student and he like swallows the beat the like seed Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, he swallows the paper towel, too. And he's just like, yes. <laughs> that was hilarious. That show's giving everything it needs to give. You really botched the delivery on that, on the line itself. I did. If you know, was, you know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. We watched The Drop. I fell asleep. That's my review of The Drop. The Drop was another comedy that wasn't like very... F- I, okay, so I think <laughs> January overall... Was like the if there was, it was a like theme. the the theme of the month was like cringe comedy. All these movies, I felt like just like hit on cringe comedy in a in a heavier sense than I think I've seen in a very long time from like a slate of movies. So like the drop hit it. For example, uh, we watched You People, like the Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, 
Julia Louis-Dreyfus Netflix movie, which was also very cringe comedy. I actually, I feel like I liked it more than <laughs> the general public liked it. The general public was very down on you people and the way that um, I think the racial commentary is presented to us. But I thought that some of Jonah Hill's lines were funny. I just thought like, the biggest thing that I feel at liberty to critique about you people is like, could we just have like one Jewish mother who isn't the worst? <laughs> like that's, that's all I want. <laughs> oh, I mean like Julia Louis-Dreyfus nailed it, but she, she did it. She played it very well. I was just like, why? We watched When You Finish Saving the World last night and Julianne Moore absolutely nailed the cringe comedy. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Every so she runs this kind of like uh, women's shelter and she takes this interest in this kind of like 17 year old kid and it's just so awkward and so weird. That movie, I think, ended too abruptly for me. I wish that it had more of a resolution and I felt like the resolution that they implied that they didn't actually show us wasn't earned. But the best movie of the month, which wasn't even from January, but was a holdover from December, probably Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. <laughs> Got an Oscar nomination. Absolutely. As it should have. As was its right. I know. It probably As you know, Sam. Yeah. Oh, go. I was going to say, it probably won't win, but... No, I mean, Pinocchio's going to win. <laughs> Pinocchio's going to win, but I, if I had to pick a movie that I was going to watch again, it would be Puss in Boots. Like, <laughs> Pin- once was enough for Pinocchio for me. Agree. Zero notes. And so that was a busy January. Yes, and now it is February, and February is, like, giving nothing. <laughs> <laughs> February's not giving nothing. I think there's a there's a pretty decent slate of movies. I think the TV TV is a little barren. Yeah, TV just doesn't feel exciting in February. Well, maybe we should talk TV first then, and then get into the good stuff at the end. Okay, that sounds like a plan. Okay. Who wants to kick us off? Um, I can kick us off. The first show that I have on my list is from Apple TV+, and it comes out on February 17th. It stars Billy Crudup, and it's called Hello Tomorrow. And basically, he's a real estate agent selling property on the moon. I guess he's like a salesman, not... Well, what's the difference between a salesman and a real estate agent? I guess a real estate agent is a salesman. That is on my list, but I thought he was selling timeshares on the moon, like a vacation house. That's what I thought. Yes. You're correct. It's yeah, timeshares time sh- on time the moon. Sh- okay. okay. Timeshares, sorry, not properties. Yeah, the aesthetic is giving very don't worry, darling. Yeah, the aesthetic, I think, was one of the things that interested me because it feels very 60s. Yes, yes but it's very futuristic. It's yeah. like in clearly the future. I guess Blake Griffin is a producer. I don't know if you know, he's oh, a basketball God. player. <laughs> what? He plays for the Celtics, actually. But yeah, also Hank Azaria's in this show. I don't know, I think what got me about this was just like, yeah, the aesthetic of it. Like, it looks really, it looks really cool. Allison Pill is also in it. Allison Pill. It's interesting. Uh, I'll check it out. Uh, It's on my list. It it feels, I can't remember the name of the movie that it reminds me of. Because I I saw it and I'm like, it reminds me of something and I just can't put my finger on it. The aesthetic of it kind of reminded me of Pleasantville. I know that's not like the... Pleasantville. It's not like the, um, obviously like the, the plot is very different. Because Pleasantville, I think, is about, like, you know, that's the Tobey Maguire movie, and he ends up in this kind of, like, black and white world. But I felt like it looked it looked kind of similar. Yeah. So that was my first TV show. Well, the first TV show on my list is a returning show. 
Joe Goldberg is going to Europe, and I will be following him there for the fourth season of You. Also on my list. I can't wait. If I did, if I put returning shows on my list, it would have been on my list as well. Oh my god, I thought that his uh, interview on Conan was good. I yeah. enjoyed that. And Badgley. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. They just canceled the new go- Gossip Girl, so I'm very. Oh, did upset. they really? I didn't see that news. Oh, they yet. canceled the new Gossip Girl. Yeah. Another thing that HBO Max is just uh, HBO just Max. like collecting those write-offs. But you <laughs> is on my list. So this show used to be on Lifetime, season one. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I watched it on Lifetime and I was like watching it week by week and I was like telling everybody, oh my God, there's a show on Lifetime. It's so good. It's Penn Badgley from Gossip Girl. You should watch it. And everyone's like, nope, I'll pass. No, no, no. And I'm like, no, you should watch it. And nobody watched this damn show. And then it moved over to Netflix. And then everybody was like, oh my God, there's a show on Netflix. And so I'm like, I've been telling you about the show <laughs> since it was on Lifetime. That's the Netflix effect, you know? Sometimes things just need to be on Netflix. We'll see if we'll see if the same thing happens with uh, Girls 5 Ever. I was just thinking that. <laughs> as well. That is, Sam, that's going to win Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to win an Emmy. But this season of You, it seems different in the sense that. Um, He's now the one being hunted. Somebody's on to him. And he's now the one being stalked. And I hope it's Jenna Ortega, just to be quite honest, because she's having a moment. She survived season two. So maybe it's her. Is this the first time that it's been split into two parts? Because we're just getting part one of season four on February 9th. Yes. Um, So that's interesting. They'll probably leave us with a cliffhanger of some sort. No, Sam, because some of us, when it was on Lifetime, used to watch it week by week. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's one of those shows I think that we also quote. I feel like we say I love love all the time (laughs) because of that show. I wolf you. I I (laughs) forgot about that one. (laughs) All right, Jermaine, what's uh, what's your top show? My top show is Bel Air on Peacock. You know, season one really surprised me. I It was really good. It was really edgy. It was raw. I was like, oh, NBC's doing this. We're like really doing this. We're like taking it there. And I was like, oh, this is like an interesting reimagining of Fresh Friends of Bel Air because I could have never, like, to, to, for that show to no longer be a comedy and to be a drama just like made no sense, but it actually works. So I am excited to see what season two offers. You know, it was originally picked up for uh two season run. So I'm interested to see how season two does and if they'll keep it going. How many seasons was the original? Fresh Prince of Foot, like probably six or seven seasons. Yeah, so they have a lot of content that they could dive into. Did you did you watch Bel Air? Bel Air, I watched the pilot and I didn't I didn't finish the season. So as you said that about like things that they could dive into, I was like telling somebody this because in the comedy, they have an extra kid, Nikki, that's born in the comedy version. And in the, the drama version, Nikki's not a part of it. And there's like a flirtation going on between the mom and Viv and like this artist guy. And I'm like, that's how you're going to get Nikki if they keep going Ooh. the mom's gonna have an affair Ooh, that would be some drama indeed we'll see all right the next show on my list is called full swing and this is going to be on netflix coming out on the 15th 
it is basically drive. <laughs> I feel like I did the same thing last month because Breakpoint was basically the same thing. But this is Drive to Survive, but with golf. I spent some time down at Golf Channel, and this reminds me a lot of like the kind of stuff that we were doing down at Golf Channel. I don't know. I just get very into these like sports <laughs> documentaries, and I don't know why. Because you're a man. I guess, yeah. <laughs> a straight man. Useless. I, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. I will say the tennis one follows both players on the male circuit and the, the women's circuit. Cool. Yeah. This is sports. I have nothing to add. Fair enough. Same. All right. <laughs> Wait, can I guess your next one? Is it Outer Banks? Wait, Outer Banks is coming back? <laughs> Were you asleep when I told you that? Yeah, Probably. Outer Banks comes back on the 23rd. I thought that was going to be your next one. Well, it is now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, my next one was actually um, season two of Harlem on Amazon Prime. Wait, did you watch season one? Yeah. Oh, really? I watched like the entirety of season one on a flight. I forget which flight. I was going to say, was where was I? <laughs> I don't remember watching that at all. Is that the dating show? Is that like the Insecure-esque dating show? Yeah, it's like... Not, not dating show, but like... Yeah, it's like a Sex in the City, but with a cast of like all black women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first season. Um, it's filmed, you know, in Harlem, so it's cool seeing them in familiar locations. It's like messy relationship stuff and that's my catnip that's your catnip what yeah <laughs> okay jermaine what's next where are we going we are going back to the past uh party down is coming back i love that show when it was on it was on stars for two season uh it's about a bunch of basically cater waiters in hollywood who are all trying to be actors or in the business and being a waiter at a catering company is how they pay the bills and it had a pretty good cast. You know, Adam Scott was on it. Lizzie Kaplan was on it. Jane Lynch was on it. Last of two seasons, you know, the ratings were not great when it was out in, what was it, 2009-ish? But then the show lost uh, Jane Lynch to Glee and Adam Scott to uh, Parks and Rec. And then it got canceled. You know, a lot of people blamed them leaving. But, you know, they... It's like, it's so funny because the whole point of the show was them being like cater waiters waiting for their big breaks. And then two people got their big breaks and went on to bigger shows. And then the show stopped. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But they're bringing it back for like a six uh, episode run. I don't think Lucy is coming back. Um, she's probably busy. But she's I'm excited Fleischman-ing. to see that. Fleischman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited to see that come back and get some love again. Yeah, that's one of those shows that I'm always like, I need to watch this because I feel like it's pretty widely accessible now. Is it on like Hulu or something? I know it's somewhere where you can watch, you can just kind of watch it. That's not stars. I don't know where you can watch. I don't know where you can watch it, but I have stars. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it is on stars. Hulu. It's a good choice. The next show on my list uh, is a Netflix show that comes out on the first of the month. So you can watch it right away. It's a documentary and it's called Gunther's Millions. And it's about the richest dog in the world. <laughs> this dog is worth millions, if not billions of dollars. And basically this wealthy heiress dies and leaves everything she owns to this dog. Gunther, I'm fascinated. I'm just hooked. Is that, uh, what's her name's dog? Uh, I'm not sure. Wait. Oh my God, what's her name? Leona Hemsley? Uh, is that her name? No, it's uh, Carlotta Liebenstein. Okay. 
Actually, so she left the dog to Gunther the Third. Uh, I guess currently they're on Gunther the Sixth. So I guess the dog now can just pass money like across generations. I'm not even really sure. But yeah, the the estate that was left to Gunther is four hundred million dollars, essentially. And then apparently there was stuff with like cloning the dog. I don't know. I watched the trailer and I was like, what? <laughs> but I was in. Will I be watching it by association? Unfortunately. Yeah, Gunther's like a German shepherd. He has multiple properties, a private jet, a yacht. So Leona Hemsley was a businesswoman. She was terrible. Tax evasions, all that stuff. But when she died, she left her Maltese a $12 million trust. <laughs> so that's why I was like asking you if it was like in a uh, okay. talk. No, Gunther, I think, is even wealthier than that Maltese. Well, moving on. <laughs> okay. Okay. The next show on my list is the Netflix reality dating show. Oh my God. Perfect match. Okay. Where all of the sort of Netflix reality, the, the Netflix reality cinematic universe is colliding in the form of this dating show. And the cast, we don't know all of them because we don't watch all of them. The ones we do know are worth tuning in for. So I will be checking it out. Like Joey Sasso on this show, I'm in. Yeah, Joey Sasso is a good character. Yeah, there's a lot of circle people. We kind of tuned in and out of the circle. So there's some people in the middle that I'm unfamiliar with. There's someone from Sexy Beasts, which I didn't watch. (laughs) I don't know. It's a crazy mismatch or like... Yeah, a crazy mashup of of random people. Yeah, like the one woman from like Selling Tampa. Like they're not even all necessarily like dating shows. The Mole. Multiple people from The The Mole. mole. (laughs) I'll be tuning in. It's like the algorithm did this. Yeah, the algorithm clocked you. It worked. Do you know anything about the format of it? Nope. We just know that they're who the cast cast. members are. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's all I need to know. That's all you need to know. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Jermaine, what's next? Uh, the Consultant on Amazon Prime. I had that on my list also. There's not much information about it that he comes in to like help a struggling company. Um, Chris, I don't know if I want to watch it to watch it or I just want to watch it because Christoph Waltz is in it and I love him. That's the main reason for me. He, yeah. And he's, he's, he's not even doing anything that he hasn't done before. It's just like classic Christoph Waltz. He's basically yeah. playing like his James Bond character, it seems like. <laughs> so that's I'm like I don't know if I want to watch this because I find it interesting as much as like I just love him and I just want to see him. Yeah, interesting other characters in here like Nat Wolf is in this show I guess. Nat Wolf is in it. Brittany the O'Grady from The White band. Lotus. Yeah. Wow, that's been a minute since I've heard that name. Which name? Nat Wolf. Nat Wolf. Yeah. He had, he had his whole like John Green movie moment where he was just like. Did you ever like, watch I've... The Naked Butters Band growing yeah. up on Nickelodeon? That's... Oh yeah. That's them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll watch that as well. I'm into that. Do you have anything else, Sam? Yeah, the last one on my list is uh, from Apple TV Plus as well. It comes out on the 24th, and it is called The Reluctant Traveler. And it's basically a travel show hosted by Eugene Levy. And uh, he is a reluctant traveler. He is is a self-proclaimed inside person, but uh, he goes out of his comfort zone to outside places. And... uh, travels around i mean i don't really watch travel shows typically but i feel like if i was going to watch one eugene levy is a good a good draw that's fair did you have anything else my last show oh right it's the um netflix show class 
which is the like Netflix India adaptation of Elite, which is a show that I have been following since the beginning. It was really good. Like the first three seasons were top tier and then the original cast graduated, new characters came in, you know how that goes. So kind of fell off. Um, But I'm interested to see another take on it. I'm wondering how close it will follow the first season, because if it is just a carbon copy of the first season of Elite, then it's like, eh. But if they're just taking the premise and doing their own thing, I'll check it out. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like because they're both on Netflix, like they can't just be carbon copies of each other. That feels a little redundant. Yeah, it feels like the setup seems very similar though, right? Like where it's like the three scholarship kids come into this wealthy Mm -hmm. boarding school environment. But we'll see where it goes from there. I love like rich teens and murder, so. I love rich teens and murder. As like a genre. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Riverdale season one. (laughs) Yeah. Jermaine, did we talk about all your TV shows? We did. Then- I think we can move into movies, which I think is a significantly more fun place to be this month. Yeah, I would agree with that. Marissa, your top movie, <laughs> which I know already what it is. I'm so Because excited you're for so this predictable. Movie. I'm so predictable <laughs> and I love a rom-com and I saw the trailer for Your Place or Mine and... Oh, God. <laughs> no, listen to me. I believe in it. I believe in it. I think... Reese and Ashton, so cute. I love a trope, like a best friends to lovers, but like this long-term friendship where like they don't realize that they have feelings for each other. Listen, I read romance. I read, I write romance. This is my, this is my jam. And it's like just friends meets the holiday or something. (laughs) I can't wait. What, 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 wait, what was the, remember, like, I think it was like Ashton Kutcher who did one. There was like two movies that were like the same plot. There was the one that he did with Amanda Pete. Was it like Friends with Benefits and, oh. and uh, yeah, yeah, there's no strings yeah, attached. And no strings attached. Yeah. <laughs> but this is different. Is it, is it though? Is it different? Marissa, I, did you know the, the kid in this show is Jimmy Kimmel's nephew? No, Nepo baby. <laughs> 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 yeah. The kid is Jimmy Kimmel's nephew. Wow. Well, no, I love the premise. And, you know, like, honestly, like the fact that we are getting a rom-com about people who are now, you know, a bit further along in life, right? Like they have, there's kids involved. They're in their 40s. It's not like, that's, that's, that's different. Usually, like once you're over, if you're a woman over 40, you don't get to be in rom-coms anymore, typically. So, you know, uh, uh, Sandra Bullock would like a word with you. <laughs> Unless you're Sandra Bullock, because okay. The Lost City was a perfect movie. I was going to say, I see Salma Hayek everywhere for the Magic Mike sequel, too. That's true. <laughs> um, Jermaine, I, I would have thought you'd be in this for Jesse Williams. No. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not a rom-com person. It's, I feel like the, the plots are all the same. And I'm also just like anti Grey's Anatomy people doing things outside of Grey's Anatomy at this moment. <laughs> They're not allowed to have careers. <laughs> we're, we're losing everybody. We're, it's like, we just lost the showrunner. <laughs> this show was written and directed by Aileen Brosh McKenna, who also wait, wrote. The mo- wait, that, that movie you mean? Yes. 
That's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She also wrote 27 Dresses and The Devil Wears Prada. Yes. It's, that's a great... So there's some pedigree. That's there's pedigree. some pedigree yes. here. There is. That's, yeah. that's true. Is it Hello Sunshine? I would imagine it is. Well, yeah. Reese is involved, so it's going to be I mean, Hello Sunshine. Is Reese doing anything that is not Hello Sunshine? Yeah, I don't think she can be involved in something that's not Hello, Hello Sunshine at this point. I don't think that Reese would put her name on anything that wasn't top tier. Jason Bateman is also a producer. All I'm saying is, honestly, too, I feel like the February, like, that, like rom-coms, slim pickings. Like, this is definitely the best one in the lineup. Well, yeah, considering, like, it's Valentine's Day, you would think there'd be a stronger slate. So that is the movie I am most excited for. I will be watching it the day it comes out. But I agree with you. Uh, I think I had that movie on my list, but in number five spot. Okay. Uh, Jermaine, what movie are you most excited for? in february well it's not a rom-com but it could be depending on who you ask um cocaine bear (laughs) um i have cocaine bear on my list also based on a true story that they've taken some creative liberties with drug dealers toss a bunch of cocaine so the real story is that they were transporting the drugs they tossed it out of the plane they were going to parachute out of the plane the parachute doesn't open one of them dies instantly the bear finds and eats a shit ton of cocaine. Didn't kill anybody in real life, but had so much cocaine in the bear's like stomach. Like the, the bear actually um taxidermied the bear, so like you can go see the bear. <laughs> okay, like you can go see the actual bear. Yeah, but I the feel movie, like the, uh, the original story was kind of over, like the bear just died, right? The bear like, just it died pretty, it's a the pretty underwhelming story. Died. Yeah, yes, the bear died. <laughs> In, like, in real life immediately, as anybody who consumed that much cocaine should die immediately. Yeah. In the movie, the bear goes on a killing rampage. <laughs> 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 and just starts killing people. <laughs> Directed by Elizabeth Banks. Very fun. Elizabeth Banks, starring Carrie Russell. Starring Carrie Russell, produced by Lord and Miller. So... A lot of people involved in this movie. I had that on my list as well. Uh, but yeah, the, the list of people in this movie, Ray Liotta, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this movie looks wild. I might even put this in the same category as Megan. Like, what will be a crazier movie? <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to both of you, but you're both incorrect. The, <laughs> the most exciting movie coming out in February, and it's not even close, is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> oh, that was number two. That was number two for me, Sam. I was like, cocaine bear, Winnie the Pooh, Blood. Like, that was my number two. Sticking with the theme of, like, psychotic bear, uh, Winnie, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, the premise is, so Christopher Robin is, like, an adult now, and he's abandoned all of his 100-acre wood friends for years, decades. And in that time, they have become feral, and they, uh, I think Christopher Robin ends up like taking his girlfriend or something to Hundred Acre Wood. He's like, "Oh, remember this place I used to go to?" And he goes there, and, like, and Winnie the Pooh and Piglet are like just like murderous, like ravenous beasts. And then they escape and they start like murdering people. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I think earlier reviews on this movie are bad. So what? <laughs> you know what? But I don't. Listen, I don't care. Winnie the Pooh, Blood I and Honey. I was. This I, is in. This is in the same category to me as Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. You just have to accept it. Like this is the movie we're gonna watch, and let yourself just enjoy it. 
Yeah. This movie, I think, limited release. Uh, it comes out on uh, the 15th of February. But, Marissa, it's 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 going to be playing at the Santa Anita Mall, which is the closest mall to us. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I'm in. I can't wait to see that movie. <laughs> it's going to be so bad, but so good. <laughs> <laughs> they're already working on a sequel. I don't are know why, really? but they're already, they are working on a sequel. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Well, the next movie for me, I assume, falls somewhere on the list as most Marvel movies do, but I do have Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Quantumania. Same. I enjoy Ant-Man as a character and the Ant-Man movies more than like most of the one-off things. Like so much better than Doctor Strange. I, I also texted Sam because I, my January also consisted of watching everything everywhere all at once. Perfect movie. And I said, it was a great movie. Why? It's a great movie. And I said, Sam, why is this movie a better version of Doctor, Doctor Strange in, in the multiverse yeah. of madness? That's true. <laughs> where is like, the Okay. And I said, because one is focused on characters and one is just a special effects exhibit. True. But I also enjoy Ant, the standalone Ant-Man movies and the, the entire plot point of like the Avengers Endgame was because of Ant-Man figuring it out that you could go back in time was just like interesting to me. I'm more invested in this movie because of Shang-Chi. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. Shang-Chi and the Seven Rings. Mm -hmm. I think if you remember the the end scene in that movie where Captain Marvel and somebody else is in whatever... And they're like, the rings are giving out like a, a signal. Mm-hmm. I think that's where they are in the quantum realm. I think they're in the rings or the signal that the thing is given out is from. But that's what I think. I, I have just lots of theories. So you think dots are going, going to start to connect? I think because I also think that Kamala's bangles in uh, Miss Marvel is related to the seven rings from Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. And I just think there's some, I think they're like connecting somehow because they have to build to the, the next Avengers movie. Essentially, yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious because I know Kang is in this movie and we saw him in Loki. I don't know. I'm just curious to see like when the, sh- when the series and the movies will match up. Also interesting point. Like we must be getting to that point soon, right? You would think that they're starting to build toward... I don't know. I think they're still kind of winging it. I read somewhere that like they were thinking of bringing to- or bringing back Robert Downey Jr. in some way. From the dead. No, no, he With is the multiverse. Because one of the things that they've also announced is Avengers Secret Wars. So while we're watching all of this that we're watching now, secretly an Avengers movie, another thing is happening at the same time. So I would assume... Robert Downey Jr. would be in that. I assume Chris Evans is in that. I assume Scarlett Johansson is in that. Particularly because the multiverse has introduced us to variants of these characters. Right. And that's the thing about the multiverse, right? It's like nothing matters anymore because there's like different versions of all of these people in different multiverses. Marissa, we went to Disneyland recently and one of your biggest pet peeves about the Spider-Man ride was that that they acted like Tony Stark was still alive. 
and Iron Man was walking around taking pictures with people. <laughs> yeah. Took me right out of it when <laughs> when the hologram um, Peter Parker, Tom Holland, was like, don't call Tony. I'm like, Tony's dead. <laughs> what are you talking about? Jermaine, oh. would that take you out of it also? Like, should the current theme park worlds be up to date with the events of the cinematic universe? As an adult, yes, but I understand <laughs> why they keep it for the children. I also thought Avengerland was lame. Like, full stop. <laughs> yeah, it could have been better. Like, it was no Star Wars land. Yeah, the Star Wars part area was cool. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp. All right, so we have collectively talked about four movies here on this list. Jermaine, what else? Do you have another movie that you would like to talk about? Yeah, my other movie is... Going to be a disappointment because you know he always lets me down I know in some gonna, way or form. <laughs> I, I go every time. I'm like, you know, I love him. Like, you know, I'm still with him right in the highs of his heydays. And I'm going to watch Knock at the Cabin and yeah. M Night Shyamalan, and I'm going to see what this twist is going to be. And I'm sure it will not be a good one. <laughs> I had this on my list as well. Um, I think that it's a fun group of, uh, like, a fun cast, you know? We mm-hmm. have um, Rupert, I mean, first of all, Rupert Grint. Like, what? Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, but also Dave Batista, Jonathan Groff. But similar to you, Jermaine, M. Night Shyamalan always finds a way to, not only M. Night Shyamalan, like, in his movies, but, like, M. Night Shyamalan, me as a viewer, into thinking that I will be, <laughs> I will be, like, into this movie, and then walking away like i can't believe he did this to me again exactly though the last the visit i don't know if you saw the visit that the twist on that was interesting that was a good twist that wasn't wait his most recent movie was old right yeah old. it was old yeah which i didn't see but you you get on the beach and people there was a time when m night Shyamalan actively did not put his name on movies so that you wouldn't know that he was involved And somewhere along the line, it became cool to be M. Night Shyamalan again. And you know what I think it was? I think it was, Marissa, after he gave your welcome week speech. <laughs> There's like a pre and post NYU welcome week speech when like before that M. Night Shyamalan was not putting his name I on things. I forgot that he did that. And because then after when that. You were ta- I was like, who did mine when we were just talking about this? And you're so right. It was M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> it was it, it was after Avatar, The Last Airbender, or just known as The Last Airbender. Which people were mad about. People were mad was about mad that about. adaptation. He did a movie with Will Smith and Jaden called After Earth. Which was terrible. And, which was terrible, <laughs> but his name was noticeably not on the movie. Yeah, poster. and I remember we I went with a group of friends. This was in high school. And we came back and we were like, this movie was weird. I wonder what people are like saying about this. And then we got on IMDb and it was like, M. Night Shyamalan. We were like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> It what? was a thing. But I will say, in 2015, he did The Visit, and that was an interesting twist where the mom was estranged from her mom, from her um, parents, and her kids go to go visit the grandparents. And like, oh, this is weird. Um, grandparents are kind of wacky. And then the twist was it wasn't their grandparents to begin with. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know that because they've never met them. But Knock at the Cabin... I will watch it to see. So basically, it's like 
they are vacationing at the cabin, which is um, just stolen from um, the strangers, but I digress. And a couple of people knock at the door and I assume they are the four, the, 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 the apocalypse is coming, the horsemen. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, to stop the apocalypse, you have to sacrifice one member of your family. Who are you going to sacrifice? And you're like, I don't think I'm going to do that. But I suspect the twist is that they don't have to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not going to speculate on the twist because <laughs> I don't want to devote too much brain power to it. But I did have this movie on my list. I did not. You did not. Okay, so Marissa, we've talked about every all five movies that were on my list. What What is missing from your list? Why does our movie conversation have to revolve around you and your list? Well, because we were going in a circle and it would have been my turn. <laughs> but my tur- I don't have anything else to add. Well, I also put Sharper on my list. Um, the Julian Moore, John Lithgow, Sebastian Stan. It's like Julian Moore's a con artist. Um, trying to scam her way into, I think, a marriage with John Lithgow for his money. And I just think it's a stacked cast and that I would check it out. That's on Apple TV. And, you know, for whatever reason, I put somebody I used to know on my list. <laughs> um, that movie looks whack. That movie looks whack. <laughs> it's um, Dave Franco and Allison Brie. Well, Dave Franco directed it but, yes. and they wrote it together. They did write it together. And she is in it. And it just seems like she's going to go back to her hometown and run into an ex who is getting married and is like, you know what? Maybe I still have feelings for you. And maybe I'm going to try to see where those go, even though you are getting married. I feel like you weren't into this until like the end of the trailer when she tries to hook up with both her ex-boyfriend and his fiance. Yes, it didn't didn't imply a queer (laughs) twist that I then became very into. And I oh hope that that is just not like a queer baby moment and that it actually, maybe they're a thruple in the end. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're a thruple in the end and that's the M. Night Shyamalan twist. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my movies. Okay. Jermaine, anything else on your list? Last movie on my list is We Have a Ghost on Netflix, which, uh, interesting cast, David Harbour, Anthony Mackie, Jennifer Coolidge is on it, isn't it? Uh, basically they move into, uh, Anthony Mackie's family moves into a house that is supposedly haunted and they realize that they have a ghost and the ghost doesn't talk. He seems like a friendly ghost. Um, but this movie, the trailer has completely disrupted my entire belief in black people and horror movies, because I believe that if a black person moves into a house and there's a ghost, we move out. Just simple. Like, we leave. (laughs) But no, they're staying. And they're becoming famous because they have a ghost in the house. Yes. And David Harbour is the ghost. David Harbour is the ghost. Yeah. I mean, if David Harbour was the ghost, I would stick around. He's a good ghost. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge is the medium, I guess, through whom they can communicate with the ghost, which feels like a perfect role for her. (laughs) Typecast. First, First, she'll try to sell you Old Navy. Then... (laughs) (laughs) then she'll talk to your ghosts so do we still do the thing where we're like let's talk about what streaming service to keep because i'm never prepared for that part of the podcast i'm never prepared for that part either yeah let's do it i think it's netflix netflix i don't know everywhere else is like pretty pretty low i mean 
It's between Netflix and Apple. Yes, I was going to say Apple is up there. I need to... Everywhere else is pretty quiet in February. I don't know why. I know. Well, HBO Max is shutting down, so I don't know why. (laughs) I guess, yeah, that that one, not, not including that one. But I would go with Netflix. They have a, a good mix of TV and movies that I'm curious about. Uh, we didn't really even talk about the return of Outer Banks, but you know, how long has it been since we've been able to just yell, John B. John B. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's Netflix for me. And also, by the way, these new network shows, the broadcast shows, Animal Control, the company you keep and not dead yet, like, no. 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 Like, no. I'm, no. They don't even Not that some yet. Of them I'm like, prob- I've seen. Sorry. <laughs> We're all just like, no. <laughs> Word vomit. No. Well, I just, I, I don't even think, maybe one of them will get the full season run. Oh, you think they're all mid-season cancellations? I think they're mid-season cancellations. Yes. Which one of the three, which one, if you had to pick. Okay, so Animal Control is a Joel McHale comedy on Fox. The company you keep is Milo Ventimiglia is a criminal dating a CIA agent. And then Not Dead Yet is Gina Rodriguez is an obituary writer who sees the people that she's writing obituaries about. Which one most likely to see a full season one? I will say Not Dead Yet might get a full season one because it might tap into the audience that misses Pushing Daisies. So that might stick around i think the joel McHale one is dead in the water that's going nowhere and the other one the company you keep is just like stupid i don't know i think that of the three i think i would check out the company you keep just because i think that milo ventimiglia is a very strong actor and i would follow like this is the first thing he's doing post this is us and i am curious because of that not saying that I will stick with it or that, but I'm just saying I think of the three, that's the one that might surprise me. I don't know. I'm going to put it on Milo. I actually think that of the three, Animal Control is the most likely to see the full season run out on broadcast because I feel like for the other two, they're on ABC. So if it doesn't work out, they'll just put it on Hulu. But there's nowhere really for this for Animal Control to go. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe. You're using your program strategy brain. Well, I mean, I guess they could also put it on Hulu, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like they would try it. Like maybe, I feel like they're always bringing Joel McHale onto the Masked Singer as like a guest judge. They could just try and put it behind that. And I guess maybe like a 30 minute versus an hour, there's like more places to potentially move it. That's true. I also don't know how many episodes of each of these shows they made. So I guess it depends on, you know, how 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 many they would have to get through. (laughs) I mean, ABC doesn't have a lot of shows at the moment so true but jermaine your the shonda shows return in february oh don't remind me <laughs> as does uh, what, Ellen. The other one? is alaska alaska daily is not shonda right it's, it's just not shonda night. but i i fell behind it was very interesting i was really into it and i fell behind i'm gonna catch up but i'm now like as i told you i'm just like watching things that are a little more peaceful to watch like only murders in the building so did you finish Only Murders? Because it's only I it's three, not that many episodes. I three, Sam, I don't have the time. Okay, <laughs> I have three episodes left. I have three episodes left. I think Cara Delevingne being in season two was just terrible choice. That we didn't even talk about Cara Delevingne. <laughs> Planet Sex. 
Yes, oh, Planet Sex. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't need her in season two. Yeah, she didn't serve up that much in season two of of Only Murders in the Building. That's cool. February. Yeah. Um, March is going to get a little bit weird uh, in terms of timing on this because Marissa and I will be in New Zealand. This is true. Doing what? We're going on our honeymoon, Jermaine. Yeah. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So I'm going on my mini honeymoon in February. Where are you going? Local, but we're going to New Orleans because I've never been and I want to go. Oh, that's fun. My brother loves New Orleans. It's like one of his favorite cities. Can you send me a list of recommendations of things to do, please? I mean, his is just going to be like, go get beignets. So (laughs) that's going to be right. It's already on the list. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, I guess. It might be a belated March. A belated March. Yeah. March might already be happening. Not really a preview, just a view. Just a view. <laughs> or we, or we yeah. just come back and review March. That you can do that too. Yeah, we'll figure out the logistics. In the meantime, we will be covering How I Met Your Father every Friday. Tune in, follow the chaos with us, and as always, you can follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter, on Instagram at Outfit Repeaters Podcast. And you can email us at alphorepeaterspodcast at gmail.com. All right. Yeah. And those um, How I Met Your Father recaps will be available either on our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfitrepeaters, or on any platform where podcasts are available. 20 weeks. (laughs) 20 weeks of How I Met Your Father. That's like fully almost half a year. Yeah. They're keeping us fed until like mid-June. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we were like, what are we going to do next? And that decision was made for us. It was almost like I finished talking about The Crown and then immediately, like, <laughs> How I Met Your Father came back. Just no rest. Cool. Well, see you next month. Yeah, for a view. A view. <laughs> <laughs>